is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Get your lineup set. It's time for Start or Sit. Let's go. Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Eve. All right, welcome to the Thursday show. We got football starting tonight. We got the Bears and the Packers. I'm Adam Azer. I got Dave Richard. He's coming here. Dave Richard, say hello to the audience. What's going on, audience? It's good to see you. It's week four. Yeah. Let's rock and roll. Oh, yeah. Heath Cummings brings some fairly equivalent energy. What's up, guys? Ah, oh, boo. What do you mean, boo? If if all three of us were like that, this would be an extremely obnoxious podcast. Like roided up oh. maniacs yes, for an hour. We, we got one. Ryan Suckup is going to be the best kicker in week four. That's awesome. <laughs> That's One of that is I awesome. I sound like the monster truck guy. Three of that would be terrible. You should have gone in week four, 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 you know, <laughs> could have done that. Hey, uh, we do get very excited about playing FanDuel. All of you should start playing some daily fantasy football on FanDuel.com. Go to FanDuel.com, click the Join Now button, and use our code. You all should know it by now, CBS Pod. New users get free entry into the NFL Sunday Million with over $1 million in cash prizes. Free chance to win some money. Deposit on FanDuel with that code CBSPOD on your first deposit, and you get free entry into the Sunday Million, and that is void where prohibited. All right, so uh, we tried something different this year. It was tough calls on Thursday, starter sit for every game on Friday, and I didn't like it. So I said to myself, you know, I think our podcast, and I don't really listen to other fantasy football podcasts, not because I hate them, but because I don't want to, I want to be unique, don't want to be influenced at all. But I still think that our podcast, based on the feedback I've heard, does game breakdowns uh, more in depth and hopefully better than any other podcast. So why get away from that? Let's go back to our strengths. And we're going to go starter sit for the AFC home games on Thursdays, starter sit for the NFC home games on Fridays. I still do want to make the first, the early portion of the Thursday show a little bit more season-long stuff. Uh, and then, you know, maybe a little less time than usual on starter sit. But let's go back to the old format and do what we, uh, what we do best. So I hope everybody's cool with that. And thank you for your patience. Let's start with a tweet. Tweet of the day is from Eduardo. Sneaky fantasy move, says Eduardo. Trade for Bucks and Dolphins players because they've already had their buy. What do you think? I think that really makes sense with Baldwin and Ajayi. I think those guys could end up being good for that reason. I think they're going to end up being good in general. Who's but Baldwin? Just because those guys. Who's Baldwin? Huh? Who is Baldwin? I said Baldwin. You yeah. said Baldwin, yeah. I, I don't mean to say Baldwin. I'll who, start over. Who did you mean Billy to say? Billy Baldwin? No, I meant to say. Alec Baldwin? Doug Martin. Oh, Doug Martin. Okay. Gonna be one of those shows. Gonna be one of those shows. <laughs> Dave, I do it all the time. Don't worry. So, but I think those guys are gonna be good anyway. I don't really care that they already had their buy. I, I mean, I think it's a nice little edge, but I still, I, I know just I, want good players on my team. I brought this up a lot. Uh, then you want Alec Baldwin. I, I, uh, I'm worried about Ajayi's knee. I, I, not having a bye week scares me for Ajayi. For everybody else, I think it's then good. Then you should trade him. I don't have him, but I would. If you had him and you're worried about it, then you should trade him because I have already been asked the question. Who do you get as the handcuff if the Jai goes down to carry him now? Nobody. It, so there's Damian Williams. Fanduel. <laughs> Not even Doug Baldwin will help you here. It's Damian Williams and it's Kenyon Drake and they're both very, uh, right. Well, yeah. and to this point, the vaunted Miami Dolphins offensive line has not looked as vaunted as we were hoping. I got to tell you something. They looked dreadful against the Jets. Just terrible. And 
Jay Cutler looks like a guy who got paid $10 million and doesn't really want to play football. Well, look, they had a bad game. The Ravens had a really I'm, bad game. I am scared to cheese it over the Dolphins moving forward. But what I was going to say is, uh, all right, well, that's interesting. I I uh, I think they did fine in week one. Look, or week two for them. It was week one, week one for them, week two for everyone else. It was a great win. They got a great win on the road in Los Angeles in week two. And I don't want to just completely forget about that. And Jay Ajayi ran for 120 yards in that game. And he's got the Saints this week. So, you know, we can revisit this after the Saints game. But, right. you know. Well, the problem is it's going to be a lot harder to trade for them after the Saints game, most likely. Uh, I mean, I, look, if he goes out and has another huge game, then everybody's going to think he's a stud top five, top six running back. Right. So you, it'd be easier to trade for him right now. Oh, trade for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking yeah. about, from my perspective, a little concerned about the knee. Right. Maybe you start thinking about trading away JHI if that is a concern of yours. But, I mean, true or false, if he's healthy, he should be really good. True. Right. So let's, you know, you don't have to have the same concerns that I have, but he came into the NFL with knee issues. He had knee issues before he even played one game this year, and they don't have a bye. So that's a little scary for me. All right, next segment is uh, I'm going to sing it. I've been thinking about you. Oh man! Not only do you sing, but you're singing stuff from like when I was 13 years old. I hate that song. You weren't even born. It's so bad. That was one of your worst uh, singing efforts. Yeah, you ever. said that to me last week too. Every Thursday, you were, you were way too me. high. Heath, can you name? Again. Can you name a good singing effort that Adam has? No, Adam. Sometimes Adam really hits it, but that song's not in his wheelhouse. I've been thinking about you. You don't need to you try to like sing higher. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's what they do. Just sing in your normal voice. That's hey, the problem. Baby, dinner's ready. Like you okay, are grandma. already have a higher voice than ninety nine percent of the male population. That's true. And you're trying to go higher. That's what and they this do. This was with a the male song. singer. That's what they do. I mean, all right. Um, so I've been thinking about a couple of players. One of them is Rob Kelly, who may or may not play this week. First of all, do you expect Rob Kelly to play this week? Nope. Okay. Not yet. <laughs> They're at Kansas City on Monday. Uh, I think that when he gets back, I'm pretty interested in what you expect from him. And what what really encourages me is that Samaj P. Ryan had 40 carries over the last two games. One of those in relief of Rob Kelly, who was off to a great start at the Rams, and one of them without Kelly on Sunday night against the Raiders. I don't know that I love Kelly in, in PPR because he'll never catch the ball, but is Rob Kelly going to be a workhorse running back when he's healthy? Yeah, I think he is. He um He is one of two guys. Kelly and Terrence West that are being dropped in leagues that I think is pretty foolish. I expect Kelly to be a borderline number two running back when he gets back. West makes a little more sense, but he's still, even if Javorius Allen's a thing, it's going to be mostly a thing in the passing game. I still expect, I still think that West has flex appeal as long as this offense isn't just a dumpster fire. Which I, it might be. I think people see that Kelly has 10 carries in week one and then 12 carries in week two and that he hasn't scored a touchdown and that he doesn't catch the football and that Chris Thompson is getting all these amazing numbers in Washington and they're flipping out. They're wrong. They're going to lose their Cheez-Its or whatever I said earlier. <laughs> uh, keep Kelly on your bench. That's what I'm doing in my leagues. He'll be back and he'll have some workhorse type games. Wouldn't, you, would you like him better than Rob, uh, than Rob Thompson, than Chris Thompson uh, in standard? I think so, yep. but things can change, and I can't help but wonder if Jay Gruden is going to change his mind on the usage of Chris Thompson. Not to say that Chris Thompson is going to suddenly become a 20-touch back, 
But I, I, I feel like they've been hesitant to give him even 10 touches a game. They are. They are. Maybe they start moving him toward a dozen and then the occasional week with 15 when they're playing from behind. And that would cut into Kelly's numbers, but I still believe that he does have number two running back potential. The other person I've been thinking about is Dave Richard. No, is Chris Hogan. That's weird. Yeah. Chris Hogan. Two huge games in a row. 12 combined targets in those two games and only one fantasy point in week one. But my goodness, I mean, 78 yards and a touchdown at the Saints, 68 yards and two touchdowns against Houston. How good is Chris Hogan going to be rest of season? Hey, Adam. Yeah. What happened in week one to the Patriots that didn't happen in weeks two and three? Danny Amendola was involved. No. Oh, they were trailing. That's true. Wait. They lost in week one. Yeah. And they've won in weeks two and three. Barely. And Hogan has been a part of the win. That's true. Yeah, yeah. That's true. And I think it's pretty simple here that they just go ahead and roll with, with Hogan continuing to be a key player in the offense. He's going to see single coverage every single snap. Tom Brady trusts him. The 12 combined targets in the two games can, uh, can attest to that. And he's a pretty good player. <laughs> I like him. And, and I love the matchup for him this week. And I think just the matchup will dictate that the Patriots throw the football constantly against the Panthers. I think he's a pretty good player. I am a little worried that people are getting too excited over – Dave just completely blew my mind with that move. Um, Sorry. That's okay. Getting a little too excited over him. I don't think he's going to be a consistent number two wide receiver. Mm. I worry that there are going to be some Amendola weeks and some Hogan weeks. Exactly, you know? yes. Yeah, so so one of our emailers wrote in, uh what's his name? Craig from a town of Dave's choice. Biloxi, Mississippi. Biloxi, it's pronounced. Uh so Thank you. bad. And uh <laughs> uh he wants to know Chris Hogan. What did Hogan. I say? Bologi? Biloxi. Bulgagi. Bulgagi. Chris Hogan or Devontae Adams rest of season? Adams easily. Alright. Chris Hogan or Willie Sneed? Hogan brother. Rawr. I just did the Hulk Hogan, like, put your fists together and flex okay. while shaking my uh, face. Okay, so those are two players that I've been thinking about, and now I have no more songs to sing for the rest of the show. Well, you never know. Uh, your local NFL on CBS games are streaming live on CBS All Access. Start your free trial right now at cbs.com slash NFL. Go to cbs.com slash NFL if you want to watch your local CBS game on any mobile device or a laptop or whatever. I do it every week now. It's a good, it's a good, cool thing. Free trial, cbs.com slash NFL. All right, let's go through the news and notes. I have a ton of them, so let's go quickly here. Do you expect Sam Bradford against Detroit? Nope. Andrew Luck will not practice this week. We don't know when he's coming back. Uh, should you drop Andrew Luck at this point? There was a report, um, I think it's in the San Diego Tribune, saying that it's looking unlikely that Luck will play in October. So it, it wasn't really a report as much as it was an observation by a doctor who right. writes that report. So it's not like he a source says he's not going to play in October. No, he's just saying that two to three weeks is a short time frame from once he w- starts practicing. And it makes perfect sense how you can't put this guy in practice for a week and say, okay, go out there and play, go have fun. Like, he's got to get his body in shape. He's droppable. Real Well, I, well I, you would drop him? I'm not saying you should drop him. I'm saying if you're in a pinch, if you've got an 0-3 team, and you need to make a move, I understand it. His the ownership move is to trade him, not to drop him. 
Nobody's giving up anything for Andrew Luck. Someone who is in a a three and O team, a two and one team with a lot of potential, but but what um, if the guy you want is not on has, their team? Doesn't have a great quarterback situation. Will trade for Andrew Luck. What if the guy you want is not on their team? Because you're you're going to get a bench player for Andrew you're getting Luck. a right. You're not going to get the guy a, you want's on the waiver wire, not on their team. Yeah, then I, I question the integrity of your league. No, I I see what he's saying. Look, I have I don't know if there was a player I drafted more of than Andrew Luck. It's killing me. And because one, I'm weak at quarterback, and two, I'm gonna be weak at quarterback for a while. And three, look at Cam Newton. Can we really expect Andrew Luck to come back and be Andrew Luck? We have to be a little concerned about his performance. I'm not. I'm I would not condemning say that him to be two Cam. People. Yeah, but they're, they're, they're but they're two both people. So I don't know if the situation is going to be exactly the same. You're right, but we can't just assume that Andrew Luck is going to come back from shoulder surgery just like Cam and and be. Andrew Luck. So I, it sucks. This was a total dud for me. A complete mistake on my part of drafting okay. so much Andrew Luck. So now here's the next question, Adam. It's a league where you don't have Andrew Luck on your team and he hits the waiver wire. Do you consider picking him up? Yes, but I, I, well, I think you, I mean, at the that's, same that, time. That answers the question. No, it doesn't because at the same yes, time he can be droppable and addable. It depends on your situation, your record, your team. You would have to have a loaded bench. Where everybody else on your bench is just someone that you don't want to get rid of to cut luck. Would you rather keep, would you rather keep luck or David Johnson? That's an excellent question. I've uh, had luck ahead of David Johnson. I think Johnson. I would cut luck there just because of his position. Yeah, I've had luck ahead of David Johnson for the last couple of weeks in the stash rankings that mm-hmm. I write. And I kind of came to the realization yesterday that it's time to drop him. Although I'll tell you something. Corey Davis. If the Cardinals, Great I one, brother of Davis. But Another guy who's killing me. If, if the Cardinals continue to stink, what's their motivation to bring back David Johnson? That's a good point. No, that's look. See, well, I mean, maybe, but NFL Lux teams don't really think like fantasy owners. NFL teams want their these guys want to play. That's what they're paid to they do. They want they people play. to buy tickets. They do also want that. Um, well, David Johnson isn't selling tickets if the but, Cardinals are three and ten. But like Andrew Luck is ninety percent owned, eighty nine percent owned still. Corey Davis is fifty seven percent owned. That is someone you should drop Andrew Luck for. Corey if Davis? you can't drop anybody else. Okay. Okay, guys, uh, more quarterback news. Deshaun Watson donated his game check to three women who were affected by Hurricane Harvey. Good for him. Awesome Good for stuff. him. We're going to talk a lot about Watson today. And former sync quarterback Justin Timberlake will perform the Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, not gonna sing it. Not gonna sing it. Running back. You want to. You want to. I bonanzaed Matt Forte by interviewing him and now it appears he will miss this week with turf toe. How excited are we about Bilal Powell? I know we're gonna preview this game, but Bilal Powell, I actually picked up Elijah McGuire in a couple of leagues just to <laughs> see. I think McGuire's a good stash. Dave's yeah, laughing at you. I'm not laughing. Uh, I'm laughing because you're like, how excited are we about Bilal Powell? I added Elijah McGuire. Well, I would have added then, Bilal Powell. You know what? That's kinda how I feel about Bilal Powell too. Uh, no, Elijah McGuire has half as many carries as Bilal Powell and nine fewer rushing yards. You are misrepresenting my feelings on Bilal Powell. I just I couldn't pick up Bilal Powell. He was eighty five percent owned going into this week. Uh, I would have added him over McGuire, but you know. But uh, now we got an opportunity here. I mean, Jacksonville three running backs in their last twelve games going back to last year have scored double digit fantasy points against Jacksonville. But uh, Powell is he top twenty four guy this week? Nope, not for me. Right, Melvin Gordon's on track to play. CJ Proceis might miss this week's game. They got a Sunday night game against the Colts. Do I would you, expect him to be out. Yep. Do you expect Jordan Howard tonight? Yes. Yes. Do you ex- expect Rob Kelly or Samaj P. Ryan? Not as of now. Nope. So who's going to get the work? 
Mac Brown and Chris Thompson. Mac Brown, Mac Brown's a little bit of a, I mean, look, it's not a good matchup, but. No, these, uh, oh my God, I'm desperate for a running back start. I, yes, I agree completely. Although I will say in their limited workloads in their NFL careers, Mac Brown has looked like a better running back than Samaje P. Ryan. Yeah, most people have. Wide receivers. Sammy Watkins was limited in practice. Do you expect him? Just waiting for him to get cleared out of the concussion protocol. Hopefully that happens soon. This was a good step, though. If he had not practiced at all, I would have thought there was no chance. Michael Crabtree practice. Expect him? Same thing Expected. I just, same thing I just said. Doug we'll Baldwin. Rank him. We'll rank him before Friday. All right, Crabtree good. Doug Baldwin expects to play. Kelvin Benjamin was at practice, but probably not going to play this week, right? He Kelvin? didn't practice. He attended practice. Right. You know, I've attended a practice before. It doesn't mean that I'm going to play in a game. Same thing with John Brown. We don't expect him, right? Well, he was limited. He actually did participate in the practice, so okay. he went beyond attendance. Okay. He didn't just stand there, and the coach said, John Brown, and raise his hand, and that's that's it. Mm-hmm. He actually went through some drills. There's a chance he plays, and that would hurt the upside of Jerron Brown, J.J. Nelson, maybe even a little bit of Larry Fitzgerald, too. It, it, I think it would make all Cardinals receivers other than Larry Fitzgerald unplayable in fantasy. Corey Davis will not play. Will Fuller will play this week. Any interest in Will Fuller? Just even adding him for for long term. He's a stash guy, but kind of a deeper league stash guy. I think his return helps Deshaun Watson. Tight ends. Ben Watson has a calf injury. Go, yes go or no go for Ben Watson? Yeah, you should cut him either way. He shouldn't be on a fantasy uh, roster. You like the matchup? I don't necessarily like the matchup, but I don't like. He's a tight end that's going to get targets. Mm-hmm. I would okay, rather start fair. him than Jack Doyle. I would rather start him than Jack Doyle, too. Yeah. Doyle, I just cut. He has a foot injury, and I wasted $22 on him in fab because I thought Luck would be back probably next week, but that's not going to happen. Jimmy Graham mispracticed with an ankle injury. He should be able to play through it. And do you expect Jordan Reed? Nope. Not as of now. Vernon Davis is 12% owned at Kansas City on Monday Night Football. Vernon Davis is 12% owned. You need a tight end. The problem is <laughs> you're screwed if Jordan Reed plays, and that's a Monday night game. Hopefully we'll know more later this week. Uh, offensive line, both Green Bay tackles are doubtful for tonight's game. Randall Cobb should play, though. The Packers allowed six sacks against Cincinnati last week, but I don't think it's going to change our rankings of any Packers with the pa- with the tackles out. It's just something to watch. Right, uh, and yeah. I think it will impact Rodgers a little bit. Yeah. It will impact the run game a little bit, too. That Bears defensive line. I thought played pretty well. Uh, Detroit guard TJ Lang mispracticed due to a leg injury. More bad news for Amir Abdullah as they face Minnesota. Saints tackles Teron Armstead, Armstead and Zach Streif return to practice. It doesn't mean they'll play this week, but it's good news. They have a bye next week, so maybe in week six they get healthy on the offensive line, the Saints. And Atlanta right tackle Ryan Schrader still in the concussion protocol after missing last week's game, and the, the Falcons get Buffalo this week. On defense, uh, Patriots linebacker Dante Hightower has a chance to play. He's very good against the run. Cleveland is hoping for Miles Garrett, number one overall pick to play this week. Doesn't call 50-50 for now. Eagles defensive tackle Fletcher Cox may miss this week's game due to a calf injury. That would be good That's news. That's good for, for Philip Rivers. Yeah. Oh, and Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Both Steelers safeties are questionable to play. Mike Mitchell and Sean Davis. So there's that. And Tampa Bay is getting healthier, except at linebacker. Levante David and Quan Alexander, they could miss this week's game. But defensive lineman, defensive end, Jacqui Smith, defensive tackle, Chris Baker, they practiced yesterday, and so did Brent Grimes. Makes Eli Manning probably a little less attractive. Um, I was going to read some emails and tweets. 
I think we can do a few real quick. Brian from Cornwall. Smallwood or Bernard, rest of season? I would take the upside with Smallwood. I like Bernard better in PPR, Smallwood and Standard. From No Name, Joe Mixon or Chris Carson, rest of season? Mixon. Mm, Mixon, but it's close. I think this CJ Procise injury, there's, there's not a pass catching running back on the squad now. I expect Carson to get the targets that do go to that position. That bumped him up just a little bit for me, and they've called Procise week to week, so by the time he comes back, Carson could have secured that role as well. A lot of Zeke owners want to know if they should keep Alfred Morris and Darren McFadden. What do you guys think? I wouldn't. You wouldn't keep either one of them? I don't know. Not if they're, not if there's good players on the waiver wire. Well, sure, if there's good players on the waiver wire. I would have, I would have dropped either one for Wendell Smallwood this week. Sure. And he was 17% owned. I, I think people are worried about that suspension coming back to, to haunt us and taking right. away Zeke for six games. It's possible. That's the thing. I mean, I, I feel like... But I don't think it's likely. I feel like we've got one more week before we find out, hopefully for good, if Zeke is suspended. So why don't why not just wait it out if that's what you've been waiting for? Don't you? Which one would you hold then, Adam? Alf, I know which Morris, I guess, because McFadden's. Go but he's been inactive. <laughs> that's the problem. You want to know why he's inactive? Why? Because they don't need him. They've got Ezekiel Elliott. But what's the point of? To just rest him, and then when the time comes, if Zeke's out, then you Morris right. is going to still be a backup and McFadden the, comes in. The classic Cameron Artist Payne Exactly, yes. <laughs> yeah, but no, it, you might it be might right. work better than the, the real Cameron Artist Payne strategy. Yeah, I cut McFadden. Maybe I should go pick him back up. That was stupid. Maybe you should. And finally, Randall Cobb or Chris Thompson tonight. This is from John. Or Randall Cobb tonight or Chris Thompson. Mm, kind of want to say Cobb. I do, too. And Vicar Ryan. Uh, <laughs> we get that question all the time. You don't get it. It predates you, Heath. Yeah? Yeah. I it's think, from, I think it, it's a way of somebody letting us know that they've been listening to the podcast for a long time. Yeah. It, it, what it's happens? gotta be six plus years. No, I don't think it was that long ago, but it was a week where I guess Vic had a good matchup or something and I was doing a starter sit episode and I said, hey, Vicar Ryan. And then, like, I just kept saying Vicar Ryan. <laughs> I was like, I, okay, I'm sorry. And I don't know why. I kept forgetting that I had already asked Vicar Ryan. So everybody, yeah, it is a nod to uh past years of fantasy football today. All right, let's get into the games. Just one moment. Also, bold predictions for this week. So uh, I got an email to read from Owen. Owen says, I was listening to a recent pod with my kids in the car. I had no idea they were even paying attention. But when Adam started talking about how amazing Harry's razors are, my eight-year-old busted out laughing and said, that guy really likes selling razors. What's his name? <laughs> when I told him Adam Azer, he started laughing even harder and said his name should be Adam Razor. <laughs> <laughs> For the rest of the ride, they could hardly hold themselves together laughing about master razor salesman Adam Azer. Adam Razor, excuse me. Adam Razor. So call me Adam Razor, guys, because I do love my Harry's Razor, and I do want you all to, to love it just as much as I do. Uh, in fact, I love it so much. This is true. I bought three Harry's shave kits for friends and family. I did that on Father's Day, so... Um, this is a really good idea for a gift if you're, you know, you don't want to get your dad another tie. How about uh, a Harry's razor kit? And and maybe he won't know that you're only going to pay a few bucks for shipping because you can get a free trial offer, a free trial set at harrys.com slash FFT. That's a $13 value for free when you sign up. All you have to do is pay for shipping, harrys.com slash FFT. 
Like, I love a company that's so confident in its product that it's going to give it away for free. Once you try a Harry's razor, you'll be hooked. And if you need more blades, Harry's sells blades for half the price of the leading five-blade razor. It's really outstanding stuff. Get that free trial set. Harry's.com slash FFT. H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com slash FFT. On Thursday, Heath, I'd like to let you talk about some tight end streamers. If you want to give us a few that might be available other than Vernon Davis, who's 12% owned. Other than Vernon Davis, who's 12% owned, he's not my favorite. It's still Charles Clay. Okay. I don't understand why Charles Clay is still a streamer. He should not be. He should be your starting tight end. If you were misfortunate enough to draft the ghost of Hunter Henry, a.k.a. Ladarius Green, <laughs> or on my advice, Eric Ebron, um, Charles Clay is getting targets. He is the guy that Tyrod Taylor trusts to be where he's supposed to do, be when it comes to route running. And I like Clay's opportunity to get six to seven receptions in PPR, and he also has the best chance of any Buffalo Bill pass catcher to catch a touchdown pass. If I had to name one 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 more, I'd still go with Benjamin Watson. Okay. Two good games in a row for Watson, although one of them was very lucky. And you like Cameron Braid or Ben Watson better this week? Braid. Okay. But I like Clay better than Braid. And those are all guys who are, well, I, I don't know Clay's ownership off the top of my head, but Brayton Watson are owned in less than half of CBS Sports Leagues. Vernon Davis, 12% owned. And Jared Cook, 75% owned. He's at Denver. Our guys like him as around 12 this week at tight end. Oh, uh, I want some bold predictions for week four as we get into the games. And Dave, you got a bold prediction for us? Philip Rivers will finish as a top five fantasy quarterback this week. Oh, interesting. Wow. Not top 12, top five. All right, tell Great us matchup why. at home against the Eagles. They're making the cross-country trip. They're doing it without Fletcher Cox. That's their big defensive tackle. They're doing it without Ronald Darby. He's still on the shelf. That's their best cornerback. I don't know if their pass rush is going to be great. And the Chargers are in must-win mode at this point. They are 0-3 and desperato. So I think you're going to see Philip Rivers have a monster game. Heath, you have Rivers 15th. Dave has yep. him fifth. Yep. As I mentioned, watching the Eagles game last week, their secondary is bad uh, right now. Why do you have – and Dave is taking advantage of that. Why do you have Rivers 15th? I am just a little bit worried about Philip Rivers. He threw th three interceptions last week. Four. Mm -hmm. Four, he right? threw like nine interceptable passes. Am I wrong? The Wasn't it Kansas City Chiefs defensive backs had more catchable passes than the San Diego Chargers wide receivers did. I was wrong. Damn it. It was uh, three interceptions. Shame on me. Before for the season. Yeah, he had a bad game. He had a, no question. I mean, not bad just game. a bad game. It was atrocious. Yeah. It was the type of game that makes a head coach say, you know what we should really do? Run the ball 35 times and try not to let Phillip Rivers lose the game for us. Okay. Um, Heath, bold prediction from you. I'm going to be buying a Deshaun Watson jersey for my eight-year-old son for Christmas <laughs> because he got Madden for the first time this year. And you remember playing Madden. The most fun quarterbacks to play with were always the mobile quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. Vic or Ryan. So he loves Deshaun Watson already. <laughs> he saw the video. He loved that. And this week, he's going to watch Deshaun Watson have his best week yet as an NFL quarterback. Wow. I know he just threw for 300 yards and two touchdowns. He's going to score more fantasy points this week against the Tennessee Titans defense 
that cannot stop number one wide receivers. They certainly can't stop DeAndre Hopkins. The difference this week is Watson's going to run for a touchdown as well. Wow. All right, I mean, I like it. It is bold. He's 43% owned to Sean Watson, but you guys, I'm a little worried. It's because his first two weeks, he did not even throw for 130 yards. Well, his first week, he only played a half of football. That's true. I keep, why do I keep you keep forgetting that? that. All right, but he, he threw 105 yards and a half of football. So still pretty low. And then second week, it's like right around 105. Second week, I think he threw for, he threw for 125. Uh, and the Patriots have legitimately the worst defense in the NFL right now. So that's who we I crushed last week. I think the Saints are still worse. But statistically, the Patriots have given up the most points in the NFL. They are the worst so far. Well, that's because they had to go against Deshaun Watson. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> and Alex Smith. Let's not forget that. Uh, and then my bold prediction is uh, less bold than the other two. I'll give him that. Uh, Joe Mixon, 14 or more fantasy points in standard scoring leagues against the Browns. So that's like 80 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. I don't think that's terribly unbold. You're predicting that Mixon scores his first NFL touchdown. That is the least bold thing I've ever heard. Oh, With come the on. preface of bold prediction in front of it. But keep in mind, the Browns have been very good against running backs. They they are allowing 3.4 yards per carry uh, so far this year. You got you, you got him for 14, right? 14, yeah. I um, each week kind of try to set my expectations for what each player is going to be, and that's that's what my rankings start with. And then I Move them around throughout the week. I actually had him for 82 yards and a touchdown, 14 <laughs> fantasy points. So that's yeah. my expectation. That's your bold prediction. <laughs> you have very bold expectations, Ethan. <laughs> All right, let's get into the games and start with a London game. And I'm going to give a stat of the game to introduce every game. And most of them will be about football. I'll give you some London stats. 2016 quarterbacks in London. Uh, four out of six scored 21 or more fantasy points, so the games weren't quite as sloppy and bad for quarterbacks as uh, as we might have remembered. So I guess that means you can be okay with Drew Brees. He's top four for everybody. But here's your stat of the game. This is the only one that won't be about football. In 2008, Burger King started selling a burger in London for 95 pounds, which I think is about $200 or was at the time. Um, and here's what the Telegraph had to say in 2008. The world's most succulent Japanese beef is complemented with white truffles, onion tempura prepared in cristal champagne, and Italy's finest pata negra prosciutto. So could you imagine paying good. Yeah, 200 bucks though, for, uh, for a burger? Probably not. Sounds cheap. Man, I'll I take thought, two. I thought Five Guys was overrated. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Drew Brees is top four, as I mentioned. Um... Let's not get uh, too complicated with that. Tell me about the Saints running backs and how you are approaching them as the Dolphins are allowing just 3.1 yards per carry after leading the league allowing 4.8 yards per carry last year. So uh, Saints running backs, guys, take it away. I'm okay with Ingram. I think he's the number two running back this week. I still believe he's the lead guy for New Orleans, but I do think that Sean Payton – does have a little bit of uh, excitement in his veins for Alvin Kamara. And I think Kamara is going to continue to play a role. I think he's a decent flex in PPR. I would not want to trust Adrian Peterson. And I think I don't think it's a horrible matchup for them. I know the Dolphins have looked good against the run, but they allowed a touchdown each of their first two games. They will probably allow another one. My kind of hunch, if they are going to allow one, is that it's going to go to Ingram. And that just helps his profile even more. I like him. 
Yeah, I, I don't disagree with much of what Dave said. My hope for this game is that Adrian Peterson enjoys flying across the Atlantic Ocean and decides he'd like to just travel the world. He's got enough money to do that. <laughs> Stop playing football. Get out of Mark Ingram's way. I don't want to start Kamara, but I like stashing him. Man, if we could just get to where this backfield was Ingram and Kamara, they'd both be startable in PPR, I think. Aren't we kind of there, though? I mean, I think Peterson had I mean, Adrian carries. Peterson's not getting a ton of carries. Right, but it's just week. enough. Yeah, it's enough to yeah. be annoying. Uh, Peterson, by the way, missed practice today, but it's probably just a rest day. So He did have 11 touches last week. Maybe he's sightseeing, mm-hmm. and he's starting to come around on the idea of retiring and traveling the world. <laughs> I think it's a great idea. So uh, Ingram or Mixon? Mixon. Mixon. Ingram or Gillisley? Ingram. Ingram and PPR, Gillisley and Standard. All right. Saints wide receivers. Michael Thomas is a must start. Anyone else? Any nope. Coleman, Ginn, or Sneed? Nope. No, I, I feel that I have to move Sneed down in my rankings. Maybe got a little too excited about him in his first game back. And it's a good matchup against Miami, but we don't know how much he's going to play. We don't know how effective he'll be. And I just think it's a good time to just kind of take a one more week on Sneed if you can help it. So we'll be starting Randall Cobb over all those guys. Yep. yep. And Devontae Adams, obviously. Starter sit Kobe Fleener. How does he compare with Charles Clay and uh Watson? I would sit him down. I would drop him. If you're not going to play him against this matchup, then I don't know when you're ever going to play him. And he saw, like, I expected once Willie Sneed came back, he would see a reduction in his role. But last week against Carolina, he only played 14 snaps and only got one target. That sucks. Weird. <laughs> All right. I mean, we know that the Dolphins have had their struggles with tight ends last year and in week two against the Chargers. Hunter Henry and Gates combined for 15 points. Safarian Jenkins only had three. Okay. I guess I got to get uh, some Fleener replacements. Let's go over to the Dolphins. What do you think about Jay Cutler? He's 53% owned. Uh, I guess you like Deshaun Watson better than Cutler? Oh, yeah. Who was that? That was Heath? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's getting into it. I Dave like disagrees it. with me. Oh no no no! I'm I really don't like either of these guys, and I moved Cutler way down after what I saw last week. Couldn't okay. it have just been one bad game though? Like the Dolphins were terrible last week. Oh, yeah, but they played the Jets, and this is their third straight road game, and it's in London okay. against the Saints, okay. who the are Saints getting are... back two starters in the second. They're t- come on, they're bad. Okay. I, don't, I don't think they're as bad as you're going to make them out to be. He, I Jay think, Cutler can make them look even worse. I think they're terrible. I would start Cutler over Cam, over Stafford, over Derek Carr, over Trevor Simeon. So there are four quarterbacks that I would start over him Simeon? over. I, oh, interesting. I would still start Cousins over Cutler. All right. I'll, you know, Carr, boy, just wait until we preview that game because I got a stat that's going to blow your mind. Jay Ajayi is a must-start guy. Um, which Dolphins receiver do you like better this week? I think it depends on format. Yep. I think I like, I like Parker better in standard, but not by much. And I like Landry better in PPR. Marshawn Lattimore has been playing very well. He missed last week and the Patriots, or the Patriots, the Panthers really didn't even take advantage of it. But do you guys I, like both Parker and Landry a lot this week? No, I don't. Yeah. Where do you have them ranked? Uh, I have Parker 12th in standard, 15th in PPR. I have Landry 20th, 21st in standard, and 12th in PPR. 
both of them are outside of my top 20 in standard. Why? I, like Parker's Because I just, and... I don't trust Cutler. All right. All right. And we're not going to trust Julius Thomas this week. Oh, Dave has him 16th, Jamie 20th, Heath 24th in standard. About the same in PPR. He's not doing much. He's ranked as if he, in the, he might catch a touchdown. Right. Category. It's a, it's the Mercedes Lewis, I don't want to not have him ranked category. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> All right, Philadelphia at the Chargers. Your stat of the game. A running back has rushed for 80 or more yards in all three games against the Chargers so far this year. Jay Ajayi and Kareem Hunt had more than 120 rushing yards. However, all three of them had 17 or more carries. All three of the running backs, including C.J. Anderson, who rushed for 80 or more yards. Do you think there's an Eagles running back that could get to 80 or more yards this week rushing? There is, but I question this early in the year when because the Chargers also lead football in missed tackles. Mm. But they've gone against C.J. Anderson, Jay Ajayi, and Kareem Hunt. Like, they have faced three running backs that are much better than anyone Philadelphia has. I I don't really like Smallwood or Blunt this week as anything more than a kind of a boom-bust flex. Which one Agreed. do you prefer? Who do you prefer? Blunt for the touchdown. Blunt in standard, Smallwood in PPR. The thing about this Smallwood in PPR thing, I think he had like six catches last year. He has mm-hmm. three so far this year, and he didn't catch passes last week when Sproles got hurt. So is he really a PPR guy? Cause We're I gonna find s- out this week. I Maybe thought the not. same thing. All right, yeah, all right, let's find out this week. Um, Carson Wentz, top ten for you guys, huh? He, uh, the Chargers have allowed the fifth fewest passing guards in the NFL, but um, on fewer attempts, on fewer attempts. Actually, no team has seen fewer pass attempts than the Chargers so far. So Carson and Wentz, they top haven't, 10. they haven't played a team that wants to chuck the ball all over the place yet. Denver, conservative offense, Miami. I know they've got a lot of stars. I don't think they want to trust Jay Cutler for 35-plus passes, and Kansas City didn't have to do it last week. And the set you just gave really tells the whole story. This is all Philadelphia really can do is throw the ball. Yeah, it's a volume, volume, volume play, kind of like Eli Manning. By the way, would you rather start Wendell Smallwood, LeGarrette Blunt, or Mark Ingram? Ingram, easily. Ingram, okay. Yes. So Alshon Jeffrey, he's pretty interesting to me. He's had a bad year, but— Three fantasy points against Josh Norman. Five fantasy points, largely against Janoris Jenkins. Fifteen fantasy points at Kansas City. He's had seven or more targets in all three games. You feel good about Alshon Jeffrey finally getting away from an elite cornerback. But he kind of doesn't. I think he'll see a lot of Casey Hayward this week, and I think that makes it a difficult matchup. Is he good? Is he really that good? You hold him? Uh, he's been playing great, and he's the best that Los Angeles has. So how do you feel about Alshon? Jordan. I don't love him. I don't love him. He's a number two for me. Alshon or a Raiders wide receiver? Alshon. It's going to be Alshon. Alshon or Ingram? Alshon or Mark Ingram? Yeah. Probably Ingram. I think I like Ingram better. Okay. Zach Ertz, top three tight end, start him. Yep. Melvin Gordon, start him. Keenan Allen, start him. And Phillip Rivers, we already talked about. If you missed that, that was in the bold predictions segment. Um, so any other San Diego wide receivers worth starting? I Travis saw, Benjamin has a little bit of sleeper appeal. Yeah. Because I, we, ex- I, I expect Phillip Rivers to throw. He had eight targets last week and, uh, I, I think he could, I think he's part of the reason why Tyrell Williams just hasn't taken off is because Benjamin has been getting a lot of those deep looks. I think that is part of the reason. 
But Tyrell is still playing more snaps and running more pass routes than Benjamin, so I don't know that it continues. I don't want to start either one of them. That was my answer. Are you worried that last Benjamin had eight targets last week, Williams had seven? So I would say that they're both starting to get a little bit more attention, or Benjamin is starting to catch up to Tyrell. Yeah. And I wonder if that's just going to be something that continues. And we are sitting the tight ends? Yeah, I I want to take a long look at Hunter Henry. The fact that he's not running many routes is troubling to me. I have, I have it right here. He ran 15 routes last week on 43 snaps. So would no you, target. Would you start Cameron Braid? Ben yes. Watson over yes, Henry. Yes, 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 yes. Hard time trusting Hunter Henry. Martellus Bennett tonight over Henry. Yep, you have to. Don't put Henry in your Fanduel lineup, everybody. But start playing on Fanduel because over two and a half million people have won a cash prize playing fantasy sports on Fanduel. I'm one of them. I have won my fifty-fifty contest two weeks in a row. So that's uh, oh, like ten bucks in my pocket. All right, awesome. Free lunch. Uh, look, I, I don't play FanDuel for the money. I play FanDuel because I love playing fantasy football. And I love to create lineups and play the matchups and try to find gems and try to find value. And I think all of us like that. I mean, it's kind of part of the fun of fantasy football. So FanDuel is fantasy football for everyday fans. And contests start at just $1. There's something out there for everyone. You can play in high-stakes games. You can play in small contests against your friends, whatever it is. You want free entry into the NFL Sunday Million with over a million dollars in cash prizes? Make your first deposit on FanDuel and use our code CBSPOD. Again, that code is CBSPOD. So deposit on FanDuel.com, promo code CBSPOD, free entry into the NFL Sunday Million, void where prohibited. Oakland at Denver. Stat of the game. Denver has allowed the ninth most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. They allowed the fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks last year. Last season, only three quarterbacks all year Scored more than 16 fantasy points in six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues against the Broncos. This year, each quarterback they faced, Rivers, Prescott, and Taylor, has scored between 19 to 23 fantasy points. So, is Derek Carr really that bad? I, I want to break down how those quarterbacks got their yep. numbers. Touchdowns, not yards, but touchdowns. Prescott and Taylor didn't run against nope. them? Nope. And but, it, they are giving up the fifth fewest passing yards, I think, in the NFL. So it's not that they're getting thrown all over, but the quarterbacks have been throwing touchdowns. Seven touchdowns. Only New England has given up more passing touchdowns than the Broncos. Tyrod's performance is the only one that I wouldn't say, that seems weird. Like, Rivers threw for 170 yards and three touchdown passes. That That's weird. Prescott threw the ball 50 times. That's weird. Can't uh, run on them anymore, A lot of though. garbage time there. You can't run on them. So, I mean, Carr could throw 40 passes. Yeah, he might throw 40 passes. I'm not starting him, period. I don't like the track record. I don't like that Oakland's on the road for the second week in a row. I think it's a tough place for them to play, and I think it's a difficult matchup as well. What would it take for Derek Carr getting 200 yards? I think we can all expect that. Possibly. Derek Carr throwing a couple of interceptions. I think that that's entirely possible as well. We know he's not a great deep ball thrower. And then where do the touchdowns come from? Jared Cook. Cook could get one. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. And maybe Seth Roberts gets another one, but I don't know if I want to trust it. So I agree with you guys. that, Or I agree with Heath, rather, that Derek Carr is a risky yeah, start. I didn't say he wasn't. I just was bringing up the question. I know. I, yeah. It's an interesting stat. Yeah. Uh Jared Cook. Is Jared Cook, by the way, the only Raider like worth starting? Yep. Because of his position? Yes. Right. But that's the only reason why. Uh, you might start Giorgio. 
Okay. Would you? That so would get, get a thin air. Mm-hmm. They could get to the 40, 35. The Broncos have allowed a touchdown to a tight end in two straight games. So let's go over to the uh, Raiders. Oh, no, to the Broncos, pardon me. Facing the Raiders. Same game, believe it or not. Trevor Simeon is 64% owned. Still available in some leagues. Simeon, Watson, Cutler, rank them. I think it's in that order for me. You, you're going to take Watson. As Watson, Cutler, Simeon. No, you've got the totally different order. Yep. I don't mind Simeon. I think he's a safe start. Okay. Uh, the Denver running backs. Go ahead. It's C.J. Anderson, who you should continue to trust. If you think that Jamal Charles can score in consecutive weeks with just 10 touches or so, put him in your lineup. I think at best he's a flex with a floor of 40, 50 yards. And that's it. Yep. C.J. Anderson or Mixon? Mixon. No. I might go Anderson. Anderson. Okay. We like Anderson a lot. Uh, which Denver wide receiver do you like better this week? I'm sticking with Demarius, but I like them both. I'm taking Sanders. I think his speed makes a difference. He, it, Simeon's played well at home, so has Sanders this year. Mm-hmm. And the Raiders secondary just continues to be a big weak point for them. It's just so weird though, because they're not giving up fantasy points to receivers. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure that it is, but Gary and Conley, no, nah, it probably is, but Gary and Conley has gotten off to a nice start. He missed practice Wednesday though. I talked about him last week when we mm-hmm. were discussing Terrell Pryor, who obviously was a huge dud. Uh, I think Jermaine, Cur- no, Josh Doxson. Jermaine Curse and Josh Doxson have had big games. Doxson had one catch. Curse had two touchdowns. Um, but, you know, it, you, they haven't been that bad against wide receivers, the Raiders. Uh, if they don't have Conley, that would hurt. I, like, I'm not using that to say I think the Raiders' defense is good. It's just, it's another, there's a lot of weird defensive statistics, like the Seahawks giving out the most yards per carry, the Broncos not being great against quarterbacks. I'm just not sure how many of those things I believe this early in the year. How many big time receivers have they really gone up against this year? Um, like the best of the best is Terrell Pryor. Pryor. Yeah. Remember Rashard, Rashard Matthews. Matthews. Okay. I guess in week one that counts. Seven and fantasy. Corey Davis played in that game. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, eventually they've invested so much in their defense that you'd like to think eventually these guys would start playing well. Uh, but yeah, still, jury's still out. So, um, Emmanuel Sanders or Stefan Diggs. 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 Emmanuel Sanders or Jarvis Landry? Landry. Sanders. Okay, I think that's it for this game. Denver DST, sixth for Jamie and Heath, third for Dave. Redskins at Chiefs. And stat of the game. Number one wide receivers against the Redskins. Alshon, five points. Watkins, three points. Cooper, zero points. If you follow that trend... Tyree Kill should score negative four fantasy points this week. <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness, is Josh Norman going to cover Tyree Kill, and should we sit him? No, and no. Josh Norman, A, is going to stay on one side of the field like he typically does. At least that's what I would expect. And B, if Norman followed around Tyree Kill, he would get very tired chasing after him because Hill's speed would uh, would cause him to probably pull a hamstring or something trying to keep up. I, I think Hill's uncoverable. Okay, why so so he's like a top twelve guy. We're starting him. Why so low on Kirk Cousins, guys? Let's go to the Redskins. Why so low on Cousins outside the top fifteen? It's not just that the Kansas City defense is good, which it is. It's to held Brady and Rivers to ten points or fewer. But I don't like that stadium 
on Monday Night Football, that's not a good place for a quarterback. Why not? You've been there. It's it's you, absurd, you can probably it's absurdly this. loud. Defenses are impacted by the home crowd more than offenses are. I don't think they can protect Cousins. I don't believe their receivers can get open outside. They haven't been able to yet all year. You know, so they, it just comes down to can Kirk Cousins be a starting fantasy quarterback for a second week in a row because of Chris Thompson? All right, Cutler or Cousins? I've got Cousins higher, but I'm just anti-Cutler. I have Cousins one spot higher, and I don't feel good about it, and I'll probably go back and forth. I've got Dalton ahead of Cousins. This is a case for Deshaun Watson, is it not? Oh, I've got Watson ahead of both of them. Me yeah. too. How much do you like Chris Thompson this week? I'm scared that everyone's going to jump on the Chris Thompson bandwagon, and he's going to finish with 35 yards. Same here. And this could be the week. I We know we've seen it, and the Chiefs have seen it, and – I figured they're going to start game planning a little bit more for Chris Thompson. And maybe that means a little bit more uh, for Cousins off of play action. He can fake it to him uh, and then go downfield to his tight ends or to Crowder. Maybe that's how it ends up going for him. But I just, I'm worried that Thompson's been so touchdown dependent and big play dependent Mm -hmm. without getting the workload that we normally like to see from fantasy running backs. I think he's a flex at best. I've got him as a number two running back, especially in PPR, more of a flex than standard. So I just want to give this stat real quick. Pass catching running back so far against the Chiefs. James White, three catches for 30 yards. Darren Sproles, two catches for 30 yards. Melvin Gordon, no catches on two targets. Brandon Oliver, four catches for 18 yards on six targets. They've done a very nice job, and they allowed the third fewest receiving yards per game to running backs last year. So it seems to be a strength for them. Uh, would you start... Jonathan Stewart at New England or Chris Thompson at Kansas City? Thompson. You've got a it's not necessarily a hot hand thing with Thompson, but just what he's been able to give you. Well maybe it is a hot hand thing. Because he's yeah, it's playing so well and you can't figure Stewart to have a big game. So how about McCaffrey or Thompson? I'd go McCaffrey. I think McCaffrey does well. Okay. Yeah, and New England often struggles against pass catching running backs more than that in a bit. Um, Washington wide receivers in this game. Do you trust any of them? No. Not a lot. Flex at best. And mm-hmm. I don't really want to do that. So would you start Chris Thompson over Terrell Pryor or any receiver? Yep. Absolutely. You have to at this point. The matchup's real bad for Pryor. Who's right. lining up on the outside against Peters and Mitchell. Vernon Davis, as of now, we have him ranked as a top eight tight end. So, again, he's very, very available. He's 12% owned. Uh, Alex Smith is number 14 for all three of you, or at least he was this morning. That's, that's nice, uh, symmetry there, synergy, whatever the hell it is. But we <laughs> like Smith more than Cousins. We don't love Smith. I'll compare him to some other quarterbacks a little bit later in the show. Start Kareem Hunt. Start Tyreek Hill. Start Travis Kelsey. The Chiefs are pretty easy. By the way, the Redskins have the number two run defense in the NFL. Uh, start Kareem Hunt. But I'm very interested to see how the Redskins, uh, respond after last week. They looked like a legit playoff contender against the Raiders. They look great on both sides of the line of scrimmage, and I want to see what happens. I think it's a really exciting game. This one, not so much. Cincinnati at Cleveland. Andy Dalton. Oh, stat of the game. Dalton has scored 20 or more fantasy points against the Browns in four straight games while not throwing more than 28 passes in any of those four. Very efficient. Does it happen again? Do we get more than 20 fantasy points, two touchdowns from from Dalton? Yes, and I think he'll throw more than 28 passes in the game, too, but just not much more than that. 
this is the get right opportunity for Cincinnati. Both these teams looking for their first win, but the Bengals are far more talented on both sides of the football. And I think Dalton ends up helping carry the day for Cincinnati. AJ Green, big game. Don't see how the Browns shut him down. And, uh, maybe even a little bit of Brandon LaFell getting involved for, uh, for Cincinnati to help Andy Dalton's stats along. Yeah, LaFell's a nice sleeper. He's 8% owned. He didn't have a big week last week, but without Tyler Eifert last year, he scored four of six touchdowns, or six touchdowns, and he scored five of his six touchdowns without Eifert if you include the game that Eifert, you know, his first game of the year where he barely played. I gave that stat out on Tuesday. Deep sleeper, Brandon LaFell. Andy Dalton or Alex Smith? I'm going, Alex, I'm going Alex Smith. I am the low guy on Andy Dalton. You're not buying it. You made me feel a little better by with that stat about throwing 28 or fewer passes in all four of those games and still getting 20 fantasy points. I do think he can get to 20. I don't see a lot of upside beyond that. And like last week, 20 fantasy points was probably right around QB 16, which uh, I think probably. is where I have him. Yeah. Would you start Heath, Dalton, or Eli Manning? I've got Eli higher right now. Eli's wow. ranking could move anywhere from 10th to 19th over the next couple of days, depending on what Tampa Bay defensive players are playing. Yeah, it, it looks like Grimes is going to play and their D-line is going to be healthy. So probably gonna, probably moving him down it for now, but we'll see. We'll check on that. Uh, we like Joe Mixon a lot. Joe Mixon or Chris Carson? I have them back-to-back, -back, but I have Mixon one spot higher. Okay. I believe I do too. And any interest in Giovanni Bernard this week? PPR desperation. Yep. How about this? Rank the four running backs in this game. Mixon, Bernard, Crowell, and uh, Duke Johnson. Mixon, Duke, uh, Geo, Crow. I'd put Crow over Geo, but that's the only change. So I guess we're sitting Crowell? Yeah. I would. I would try to okay. with all my might. Uh, he's, he's been okay. terrible, and he's starting to lose work to Duke Johnson. Are you starting any Browns this week? I'm no. trying to think of one. No. Not even a joke. Not even Browns Zane Gonzalez. Okay. No, no Browns. Let's go to Carolina at New England here. Carolina at New England. Super Bowl rematch. Stat of the game. Not much of a stat, but the Patriots basically have the worst defense in the NFL. Um, and here is a stat. Pass catching running backs against the Patriots. Kareem Hunt. 98 yards and two touchdowns. Alvin Kamara, 51 yards. Deontay Foreman, not even a pass-catching running back, 65 yards. So a pass-catching running back has had 50 or more yards three straight weeks against the Patriots. Oh, my God, I love Christian McCaffrey in PPR this week. It is absolutely a must. I think he's a great play in daily fantasy, and this is a week where Cam doesn't have Greg Olson. That's not happening anytime soon. Kelvin Benjamin, as of Thursday morning, hasn't practiced. I don't know if he's going to end up playing. Who's left? And and McCaffrey is this nice short area target who can be used a million different ways, and Cam can just kind of lean on him a little bit and let him make plays against these New England linebackers. I'm looking forward to seeing a big game from McCaffrey this week. So would you start him in PPR over um, Carlos Hyde? No. I'm not that much in love with him, but it's I could be talked into it, actually. What did he have last week? Is our full like, point PPR Hyde versus McCaffrey? And we know Hyde's banged up. He had nine catches for 101 yards last week. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm going with McCaffrey over Hyde. Um, I'm not. No? Okay. So, all right. 
McCaffrey's a good start. Is he a good start in standard? Yeah, borderline number two for me. I'm more excited about him in standard. I think he's a solid number two running back. I would go with Mixon and Carson ahead of him, and I'll take Hyde ahead of him in non-PPR. Agree or disagree? I think think there's a ton of upside here. Agree or disagree? Cam Newton is a good daily fantasy tournament play. He's a great daily fantasy tournament play. That's an excellent call, Adam. Yeah, I mean, the Patriots are so bad, and they struggled. I was reading yesterday on, uh looking for the website here, whatever, uh, I'll get it. But um they struggled a lot just keeping uh, Watson in the pocket. They were really hurt by his legs. Cam Newton, Cam Newton is the last quarterback to rush for more than 50 yards against the Patriots. That was in 2013. Yeah. Yeah. And when they play Cam, Cam was great in that game. I, you know, I was excited to say that he's a good tournament play. I'd say he's, I, I don't know what his price is because I'm kind of assuming that his price is low. Same. Well, well, what is, that? I don't know. I'm assuming the same though. Or is it is it going to be in the eight thousand range because he's Cam Newton? It's not going to be in the eight thousand range. Most of the quarterbacks this week are between seven thousand and eight thousand. I would expect that's the same for Cam. I don't know that you're getting a huge discount by playing him. Is the only problem, right? But from like, a contrarian point of view, he's a great contrarian play. Let's let's put it that way, right? Because he really doesn't look great, no. and if he doesn't have Kelvin Benjamin, then he's 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 kind of playing with one hand tied behind his back, and his other shoulder is clearly giving him problems. Okay, he is so, seventy three hundred, which is the same price as Jameis Winston and Deshaun Watson. Okay, so okay. like, but Watson will be more owned than Cam. Yeah, it's a contrarian play. We're not starting him in our seasonal leagues. Devin Funchess is fifty five percent owned. Devin Funchess or Bilal, or or Bilal Powell actually. I think I'd take the chance on Funchess. I'd probably go with Pell. Funches or LaFell. It's not really believing. Funches or LaFell. Funches. Okay. Uh not the worst gamble. It's pretty bad last week, but if it gets ten targets, you know, could be Adam, good. Adam, that's patients. also based on Kelvin Benjamin not playing. Yes, exactly. Tom Brady is our number one quarterback. Do you like any Patriots running back in this game? Tough to run against the Panthers when Luke Keekley's healthy. We've seen it now throughout his career. They've only allowed two rushing plays. Longer than 15 yards this season. And one was the Camaro run in kind of garbage time-ish last week. I, I don't really like any of them. So would you start Christian McCaffrey or Mike Gillisley in standard? McCaffrey. Would you start James White or Jonathan Stewart in PPR? That's tough. I'm, I'm a little nervous about White after seeing Deion Lewis get a couple of catches last week. I'm not sure what's going on there. Who's your so second? Who's your second favorite Patriots wide receiver? Hogan. Do you like Danny Amendola at all? Would you rather have Amendola or Funchess? I would have lunch with Danny Amendola. Seems like a nice guy. <laughs> Probably talk a lot burger. of football. But I, I don't know if I would start him in fantasy. Funchess over Amendola. Interesting. All right, Jets at Jags. Or upside. Amendola or Bilal Powell. Uh, Amendola PPR Powell standard. Powell and both. Guys, we have three games left. Let's see if we can do this in five minutes. You ready? Yep. Leonard Fournette is top eight in standard, top 12 in PPR. Which Jaguars wide receiver do you like better? Hearns. Lee. Well, give me the targets. <laughs> Hearns gets plenty of targets, too, and he doesn't have to deal with Morris Claiborne. Okay. Hearns or uh, a number two Cardinals wide receiver? Hearns. Hearns. 
Lee or Jamison Crowder? I think I have Lee Hyder. Lee probably has more upside. Right, we don't like Mercedes Lewis. He's outside the top 20. So Bilal Powell or Jonathan Stewart? It comes down to this. It, this is the ultimate question of Stewart. the week. I'll go sure. Powell. I, I mean, the thing is, like, Powell was so good last year when Forte was out. So good. He didn't have to share. And he had some pretty good matchups. And it was late in the year when his legs were fresh and everybody else was dog-tired. All right, I'm going to put him in my league, in my lineup as a PPR guy, even though he hasn't caught a pass in two weeks, I don't think. And like I said, the stat of this game, Jacksonville's been great against running backs. Only three have scored double-digit fantasy points in standard in Jacksonville's last 12 games. Do you like Robbie Anderson or Jermaine Curse this week? Curse is a okay flex option. Yeah, I like Curse's chances better. Okay. No receiver has more than 55 receiving yards against Jacksonville this year. Uh, and the Jaguars DST is number two for Jamie, number four for Heath, number, number four for Dave, number three for Heath. So, yeah, we like the Jags DST. Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Useless stat of the game. Antonio Brown has never had a 100-yard game at Baltimore. He did score twice against the Ravens last year, but just three career touchdowns against the Ravens. They've kind of had his number. Of course, you're starting uh, Antonio Brown. Brandon Williams watched practice, did not participate, but he was dressed, uh, which is good. We like that. Ben Roethlisberger. Heath, you got him in the top 10. Uh, Dave, you have him 13th, or 17th, actually. So big difference here, and Jamie's in the middle at 13 overall for Roethlisberger. All right, starter Sid. Heath, make the case. Here is what I struggle with, and um, this comes back to my methodology of how I do my rankings each week, and that um, I really struggle with this whole road thing. But it's, it exists. And, it, and this it is has not a good existed matchup. for sure. It, it, this is not something that should be predictive. So far it has existed and it is stupid. Alright, but and even still, this is, my not, problem. this is not an easy matchup here. Yeah, um, yeah, I didn't think it was. But you saw what happened last week. They with were four, unprepared. Four touchdown they passes. Tra- and their travel points. was bad. Their game plan was bad. They sucked in London. They are going to put that behind them. I really think they do too. I think this is a this is a get right game for Baltimore and their defense. I didn't think Roethlisberger looked too great in the preseason. I watched the game last week, uh, and I don't think he looked great in that game too. And he he was close to having a big game. Very first play of the game for Pittsburgh mm-hmm. is a deep ball to Martavis Bryant. It bounces off of his hands. Uh, Roethlisberger might have led him a little too far. There were other passes that Roethlisberger made that were off target. And when he has had good matchups, even at home this year. He hasn't put up huge fantasy numbers. This is a place where he typically does not do well. I am nervous about Ben Roethlisberger in general, and I'm certainly scared to start him this week. Alex Smith or Ben Roethlisberger? I'm going to take my chances with Alex Smith. I currently have been higher. I don't. You're starting to. You're starting to get a little nervous. Oh, I've been doing it all week. Like I, when I'll be completely honest, like just looking at the numbers, I had him sixth to start the week. I dropped him down to tenth because he's on the road at Baltimore. How do you feel like the pass catchers match up with the Ravens? No, I'm sorry. We don't have time for that. So we're starting Brown. What about Martavis Bryant? Flexish. Flexish. Martavis or Emmanuel Sanders? Sanders. Martavis or Mixon? Mixon. Mixon, easy. Martavis or Chris Carson? Carson. Carson. Okay. Um, any Ravens running back? Any Raven? 
<laughs> I like Macklin's matchup. Watson's streamable. I don't like Macklin. You don't? No. Um, I don't mind Mac in the spot. I don't know that Joe Flacco gets enough time to throw the ball to a receiver. Sealers' defense is getting healthy this week. They played last week without Tuit and Watt. Javor- Those guys will be back. Javorius is a fine flex in PPR. Jonathan Stewart or Javoris Allen? In PPR, Javorius and Standard Stewart. I'll take Allen either way. Why are we so anti-Terrence West? I think the matchup plays a part in it, but maybe it shouldn't after what the Bears were able to do last week. Yeah, I've got I've got West as a, a borderline flex, so I don't know if I'm anti him. Okay. I don't know how much work he's going to get at him. West or Powell? I think I'll take West over Powell. Do you think that what Alex Collins did in garbage time last week gets him some opportunities that would otherwise go to West this week? I'm not saying he's going to take the job based on garbage time, but do they give him a series in the second quarter? Yeah. Do they give him a, you know, West gets a couple of runs, he's off the field, and here comes Alex Collins? That's reasonable. Yeah, I mean, he Collins did look good last week. He was the only Raven that really looked good last week, and it came in garbage time, but maybe there's something there that the Ravens kind of check into. Okay. I will save Tennessee-Houston for tomorrow's show after we uh, recap Thursday night football and do the NFC home games. I want to thank Dave and Heath. I am Adam. Thanks for listening, everybody. NFC home games, Thursday night football recap coming up tomorrow. See you later. It's all.